0: You're listening to Impact Bound. And now, this is Impact Bound. Well, welcome to Impact Bound, the podcast for the Midwest Petroleum and Convenience Store Trade Show. I'm your host, Brian Clark, and in the studio with us today is Scott Imus, who is the Executive Director of the Indiana Food and Fuel Association. And our special guest is Chris Gall, who's the Senior Vice President of Communications with Visit Indy. And you can check out their website at visitindy.com. Welcome, Chris. Brian, Scott, thanks for having
1: me on. It's always a pleasure to to talk. Hi, Chris. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Can't, can't wait to welcome the group here back to Indianapolis. I know it's been an arduous year and a year of uncertainty, but it's so good to, to hear your voices and know
0: that we have some hope on the horizon. Well, without a doubt, and we are so glad to reconnect with you, and to look forward to reconnecting in Indianapolis, September eighth through the tenth, for Impact because Impact is back, and we want everyone else to join us in Indianapolis for for the show, and also at our golf tournament that we'll be hosting at the Brickyard Crossing on September the seventh, the day before the show. We're excited to be visiting that venue as as well as downtown Indianapolis for the convention center, and we just want to congratulate on doing just a terrific job hosting events as, as things have been opening back up. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what the year recently has been like, as you've seen a lot more events happening in downtown Indianapolis? Yeah, thank you so much, Brian. It's been
1: a bit of an anomaly. There's been a lot of eyes on Indianapolis, Indiana, and that's because uh, with $7 million in new health and safety upgrades made inside the Indiana Convention Center, uh, as well as many of our downtown hotels, we started seeing conventions and events coming back last July. And when you take March Madness out of the equation, we have successfully hosted more than 50 meetings inside Indianapolis in in our downtown, uh, safely welcoming nearly 150,000 visitors to Indianapolis for these conventions and events in person. And those were each uh, proof of concept that we could host March Madness in its entirety. And so we are a bit tired, yet very proud that the NCAA entrusted Indianapolis with this very special gift and unique opportunity, which was hosting March Madness in its entirety amidst the pandemic in Indianapolis. And uh, it it really helped us remain on track and, and open the city back up in time for these basketball games. And so with that momentum, Inside the convention center, we're hosting continued conventions and events,
0: and we're doing it safely, and we're doing it with with best practices in place. Without a doubt, the whole country was watching for March Madness, and it was an exciting time to actually get a chance to see sports again. And seeing sports in uh, the Mecca of Indianapolis with the with the Final Four was uh, an exciting time. And we're excited to be coming back to the area. Um, I know a lot of our, our regular attendees and participants to the show are, are looking forward to getting a chance to uh, to network and connect. As as folks are planning to visit Indianapolis, uh, what are some of the, uh, the highlights? that you encourage them to, to take a look at now a year later from the perhaps time they've been been back in town.
1: Yeah, certainly. Uh, we continue to see the outdoors as we as we round the corner on this pandemic and, and certainly in September as you, as you think about uh, coming and racing to Indianapolis, um, White River State Park is such a jewel. It's walkable from all of our downtown hotels and the convention center. It is uh, 250 acres of green space with a canal cutting through the center of the city. And so if you wanna walk or bike or run, that is a great place to be outside. We also have five or six uh, museums there. The NCA's Hall of Champions is there because their their headquarters is here in Indianapolis. We have the Idle Museum of Native American and Western Art Uh, Indianapolis translates to city of Indians, place of Indians. And so Native American culture is celebrated there. We also have our AAA baseball park. And it was announced recently that fans will be allowed back inside to watch minor league baseball. And, And so that's another Piece of uh, White River State Park, walkable from all of the uh, convention and event facilities downtown Indianapolis, and that's one of my p- favorite places. They also have a, a live performing venue
0: that hosts concerts, and we're anticipating concerts bouncing back here as Impact races back to Indianapolis. Well, I know one of the things we're very excited about, speaking of racing, of course, is getting a chance to play at the Brickyard Crossing Golf Course, and I know Scott, that's a favorite of yours. Tell us a little bit about the course, uh, Chris, and and what your what your experience is like when you've played. It is one of the most unique golf courses in the United States. And that's not an understatement. Both
1: Golf Digest and Golf Week continue to, to rank it in its top 100 public golf courses in the United States. It's, it's hosted LPGA, PGA events, uh, celebrities, certainly lots of race car drivers. It's designed by Pete Dye, who's from Indianapolis, who recently passed away. And in talking with Pete At that course, uh, I know for a fact that it was one of his favorite to design. Uh, He got to move a lot of dirt in and around a very iconic uh, facility, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and and, and four of the holes are inside the actual racetrack. And so when you come to Impact and you hopefully play in the golf outing, the Brickyard Crossing is, is one of the more unique courses you'll ever find. And there'll be a day you're standing on top of one of the tees and cars are racing around and people are taking a look at the Indy 500 track and you're playing golf alongside that. juxtaposition, I've seen deer run across the course. And and so it's just a really neat course. We see people from all over the country, even the world, come to Indianapolis, Indiana just to play this golf course. It's part of the Pete Dye Golf Trail, uh, where you can play seven or eight courses here in central Indiana, and and all of them designed by Pete Dye, a very famous golf golf course uh, designer who was from Indianapolis.
2: It is a beautiful golf course, and it's always well-maintained. It's professional quality. They have hosted in recent years some LPGA events. I know they've they've had senior events there as well. And as tempting as you may be to take your golf cart out on the track, they are wired with GPS and you'll find yourself without electricity if you rove too far off of where you should be. Uh, So unfortunately, you'll have to do that another time. And one of the race experiences that you can sign up for in town as well.
1: Scott, it's so close when you're playing some of those holes. An errant ball would land on the actual racetrack. It's, it's so fun to be that close
0: to the racetrack. My guess would be my cart would not get up enough speed to manage the bank in turn four. I'm yes. going to guess. It,
1: it's, uh, and to Scott's point, by the way, uh, one of the experiences offered here in Indianapolis is you can take the Indy 500 behind-the-scenes tour. Really recommend that. Uh, as you come in, in for impact uh, you can do that and stop and kiss the bricks you can go see their museum which has a unique collection of race cars not just for the indy 500 but formula one and the brickyard and just Porsche and jaguar etc so it's a really neat museum experience and a, you can go around the track as well
0: so what can racing fans expect uh in may with the indy 500 this year i mean at the time we air we're we're coming up on the race so what what will folks see when they tune in
1: Though an interruption in 2020 without fans, uh, Roger Penske, the, the owner of the Speedway now in his second iteration, uh, we have permission from health officials because of our proven track record of hosting major events successfully and safely, uh, that 40% of attendance uh, can happen inside the famed oval for the Indy 500. And so we'll have about 150,000 fans and, and race enthusiasts inside. Uh, and, and yet you don't need a ticket to experience the Indy 500 when you come to Indianapolis, no matter. Uh, and we hope people tuning in um, to this podcast will tune in the race itself. It's a bucket list piece of Americana. It happens on Memorial Day weekend, of course. And so there's some underpinnings of, of, of red, white, and blue celebrating America. And we're also going to celebrate those frontline heroes, uh, the men and women in our industries of, of health care who have helped us Uh, stave off this pandemic. And so it's going to be a really unique race. There'll be fans in the stands and uh, always exciting to see those 33 cars zip around the famed oval.
0: So Chris, put on your uh, future glasses for a moment. As we look in the crystal ball, what do you think impact attendees can expect for September and in the way of guidelines and things to do around the city? What can they look look forward to and plan for?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, Brian. Because we've taken this pandemic so seriously as a city, Uh, we have been able to continue to open uh, restaurants, museums, bars, and attractions. We've continued to be able to host more people inside our facilities and our hotels, and that's born out of all safety first, our visitors first. By September, uh, we are projecting that uh, our restaurants will be fully open, both indoor and outdoor. And by the way, there's some gorgeous places to sit and watch the world go by, and sip a beer or a glass of wine, and really neat vantage points around our city for for uh, for dining. More than 350 restaurants and, and bars are within walking distance of our downtown. We are anticipating that our um, our mask restrictions will be lifted and we can continue to walk normally around our downtown as we've enjoyed with past impacts. So that's our projection as we stand today here in Indianapolis and race into May. Um, And it's taken a lot of hard work. It's taken events like the Men's Final Four in its entirety here in Indianapolis to prove that we can be very safe and sound and and hosting major sporting events. And uh, with May under our belt, we we will continue that momentum into September. So we're looking forward to a really nice month in September weather-wise and a lot of those outdoor spaces and places being utilized by visitors,
0: including impact it's exciting because I mean we haven't had impact in September before it's a different time of the year for us and I mean I think frankly so many people are just ready to get get back together again and and convene for the show and and I think it's going to be just truly a, a unique uh, and an exciting opportunity coming in September the 8th for, for us to be in Indianapolis again. So what, is some of, what, what have been some of the biggest challenges for Visit Indy and in Indianapolis during this pandemic? Certainly. We, we know
1: that tourism has is, is really come to a screeching halt um, uh, during the pandemic nationwide. Uh, unemployment for those working in the hospitality industry has hovered anywhere from 40 to 50 percent. Yet, uh, Indianapolis has staved off this crisis. Uh, we have con- we continue to get calls from other major cities from coast to coast asking how Indianapolis has continued to safely remain open and host events like March Madness, host in-person events and conferences and, and the Big Ten men's football tournament, the Big Ten basketball tournaments. So um, w- we feel very blessed. We feel very fortunate. Uh, that uh, city government and state government have, have worked well together with our hospitality industry, and now our hotels have bounced back. We're we're seeing eighty to ninety five percent occupancy on some weekends. Um, our festivals are opening back up. Our museums are opening back up. Uh, Not recklessly, not without rules and regulations, but because we've taken it so seriously. And so uh, it's been a point of pride through this pandemic as someone who is a steward of Indianapolis, who cares deeply about Indianapolis, to see how seriously we've taken this and, and, and the resiliency of our community as a whole. Certainly, we, we there are bumps and bruises. Yet, there's a certain level of pride that's oozing out after March Madness, and, and especially as May is the month where we have all eyes on Indianapolis. And so, I think, and I know you'll feel that when you come to Impact in September, you'll you'll feel the good work and the in the groundwork in place having paid off, and and that'll be manifesting itself by things being open and and people being very happy to see visitors uh, come back to the city.
2: Chris, one of the uh... New attractions in Indianapolis since the attendees have been there last has been the development of the old Coca-Cola bottling company. Can you tell a little bit about that? That's a short Uber ride away from the downtown hotels, walking if you're enthusiastic, pretty incredible facility.
1: I'm so happy you mentioned that, Scott. Bottleworks, to your point, an old Coca-Cola bottling facility from the 40s and 50s, has been transformed into a hotel and an entire entertainment district. And it is part of our Mass Ave cultural district. It is, to your point, walkable, uh, uberable, taxiable, uh, bikeable. Uh, It's about a two to three minute ride. And there's this eclectic gathering of 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 food and bars and restaurants and theaters. It's a place where residents and visitors alike can come. There's uh, 50 restaurants as part of this old garage that's been retrofitted to have everything from burgers and pizza to, to finer cuisine. Uh, craft beers, uh, milkshakes, and a lot of cool architecture. And so uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Bottleworks is something to definitely put on your your list of must-dos, must-sees if you're hungry when you want to go out and and check out the city. Um, And we're finding a lot of people... Gravitating there naturally, there's a lot of a lot of live music and entertainment. And again,
0: when you have residents there, you know it's a place you're going to want to check out a, a, as a visitor. And of course, where can they go to learn more about all the different activities going on in Indianapolis?
1: Yeah, visitindy.com, and we would also invite you to follow us uh, at Visit Indy. Uh, we we are very proud of of the festivals, the museums, and the restaurants that continue to open up. The cultural offerings that we have in place. Uh, in addition to White River State Park and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We, we also see a lot of people uh, continue, continuing to uh, gravitate to the world's largest children's museum. Maybe you're someone who's coming with nieces and nephews. Uh, maybe you're, you're, you're going to have family in tow. Uh, maybe you're going to meet up with someone here, a, a relative or a friend, and the children's museum is, is really conducive for ages 3 to 13. So if you have kids in tow or you're thinking about maybe tacking on a few days, Working remotely, uh, learning remotely, le- ditching out and, and coming and making this a little bit longer experience that's a great place to plug into as well and they've got some outdoor space that's all about celebrating athletes in Indianapolis and across the state of indiana it's a it's a really a, a jewel here in Indianapolis as well
0: well we're excited about uh, you know our country opening back up and the opportunity for us to get back together. And uh, as as things as we race toward the 500, we're pleased to announce that we're racing toward opening registration for the show in mid-May. We're also launching our new website uh, at that time in conjunction with opening our registration, and that will also include information about the hotels uh, where they can register not only for the show, but also make their reservation to stay in a downtown Indianapolis hotel as we get a chance to come back together again for Impact 2021. Um, any other tips that you have for listeners that they should plan on uh, as they make their plans to travel to Indy? Absolutely. There
1: are two new offerings that I also wanted to mention that have come into play, and they're both uh, packages. One is our attraction pass. Uh, for, for a nominal amount there are eight cultural attractions for one low price that over a three day period, you can go into any one of these museums as often as you want. So our indie Attraction Pass is something new and you can, a couple of clicks and you have this, this pass, you hold up your phone and you can get into all these museums uh, for one discounted price. The other one is our Craft Pass. It's, it's celebrating the 30 craft breweries. Here in Indianapolis and there are benefits to downloading the Indy craft pass as you navigate the city and want to check out the beer scene so both of those are new and both of them I hope that the uh, impact attendees would would take a look at see Brian there's more than just
2: bourbon to drink
0: oh well, that's always good to know and I think after hearing all this discussion about food and drink and coming to Indy I I am ready I really truly am I'm excited about traveling and about getting a chance to come together again for the show Chris, thank you so much for your time. Visit Indy is such a great partner to our show, and we really appreciate um, all your insights and, and great advice. We, of course, want to encourage folks to go to visitindy.com to learn more and check out m-pack.org. That's our website uh, to register for the show and make your plans now to join us September 8th through the 10th in Indianapolis for Impact 2021. Scott, Chris, thanks so much again for your time today. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Scott, and, and thank you, Brian, for your confidence in Indianapolis and your continued interest. I can't wait to see you here in a couple months.
0: Impact details and sponsorship opportunities can be found at m packorg